Welcome to the Ranting Cast. Frank R. Curry, Ranting Ron here. It is upon further review, so that means we are going over and reacting to the last week of Sabres hockey. And, Ron, they went 3-0. and They swept Western Canada. And they play later tonight. They played the Kraken tonight to end their Western road trip. Um, how are we feeling? I mean, obviously we're feeling good. They're you're the 3-0 three, three and oh on the road trip. They're 4-1 overall of the season. Um, they seem to be playing encouraging hockey to where you can look, you can think maybe some of this is sustainable. You know, in years past, they've had these hot starts. They've had these winning streaks, and it, it never lasted because the numbers really suggested it never would. And... Maybe this one feels different. I don't know. I want to hear how, how you feel about it. I feel like, I feel like if there's any la- any, there's two words that I could come up with that would describe how I'm feeling about the team right now. It's cautiously, uh, cautiously optimistic. How do you feel? I feel very optimistic. I don't think there's any reason to be cautious. Why? I this is way different. Like you said, this is this is this team has no superstar to coddle. Um, you know, uh, we don't have the, you know, like where we're trying to build to bed. This team is being built the right way. It's being coached the right way. We have goaltending. And I think, wow, I'm really, really liking the way the coaching is hap- is uh, dealing with the goaltending situation. Anderson, Comrie for a couple. Anderson, Comrie tonight. Um, and he'll probably play on Thursday. Maybe not. I'm first my job. But either way. He's doing it right. I mean, you have Anderson with a 970 save percentage, and I don't know the quality shot stuff, so I, you know, I'll leave that to you. But this is not like, well, you've seen this before. No, we have not. What we've seen before is, oh, wow, they're getting lucky. They're getting good. There's no luck about this. We're, we're playing really well. I don't think we played well our very first two games. I think we got you know, took time to get you know going. We're scoring lots of goals. We have 22 goals for 11 against. And that's without Skinner scoring a goal. I think Thompson has one. Uh, we do mm-hmm. lead the league in empty netters. And since 2006, I think Tampa was the last team. The team that leads the league in empty netters always makes the playoffs. So we have something to shoot for. I think this is real. I think last year we started off 3-0, but we just knew it was like, oh, we kind of got a little lucky. You know, we, you could tell. We have players on this team that want to play. I, there's not a superstar on this team. And I think that matters most. I really do think that matters a lot for this team where when we had Eichel, Reinhardt maybe not so much, but other players, you just knew it was the old guard just finally had to go. And i loving it. Akposo, uh, I think those guys here mean a lot, like Gergensen's. The team knew who to keep. They knew who to get rid of. I think it's real. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the the feeling of it. Um, I guess, it, I guess you know, and there are some numbers that can show, that show that it can be. Um so through five games right now, the in so let's I'm gonna go over some numbers so we can digest them. Um, through five games, the Sabers are currently 12th in the league in expected goals for percentage. Expected by whom? I'm sorry. Yeah, Did they're 51 and a half right now in expected goals for like their actual goals for like for the actual goals that they're putting up is 68, percent and that's third in the league. So. You get so like just from looking at that those numbers right there, you can tell you can tell that they're scoring above above their expectations, and that a lot of that comes down to the quality of the shots that they're taking. Um, is when you look at like when you look at the last three games, I mean, Edmonton outplayed them. 
they were Edmonton was the better team the whole game. Sabres won that game because Comrie stole the, the show, especially in the third, especially in the third period. I thought in the first period of that game, Edmonton was slightly the better team. Um, but then the Sabres were easily the better team in the second period by a lot. And then this and then Edmonton was overwhelmingly the better team in the third period. And the numbers kind of back that up. I mean, the expected goals for percentage in the Oilers game was 62% in favor of the Oilers. And but in the first period, it was uh, Edmonton was at 0.85 while the Sabres at 0.46. Sabres were at 1.03 in the second while Edmonton was at 0.57. And then Edmonton was at 1.68 in the third. And the Sabres are at 0.36. So Comrie stole the show in that one. And when you look at like where the shots are coming from, Edmonton was obviously putting up a lot more shots. So, the, so like if you look at a heat map, you know you'll see more shots in favor of Edmonton, which is which is the case. Uh, but then you look at you look kind of look at where the hot spots are in that game. I mean, I'm looking at the hot spots right now, and they're they're right around the same in between the faceoff dots. They're in between to below the faceoff dots, so like right in front of the net. So while Edmonton was generating more offense, the Sabers were putting up just as much quality shots as Edmonton was. So, so that's, some, all shots that's something to same. take note of. That's something to take note of. Right. And then right. You like s- a team can get what? Like Sabres, let's say, say Sabres got out shot 35 to 20. Say, oh, look at that. But if 15 of those shots for uh, the opposing team is not from the outside, from whatever, and that's, you had 20 good shots yeah. in Buffalo pretty much, it's probably more even than we think. That's why shots you look at goal yeah. doesn't always tell you territory. No. At all, a lot of times. The one thing, the one thing I will give the shots on goal, uh, the stat when you use to evaluate team is it shows puck possession. It shows well who has yeah. they're they're shooting more because they have the puck more, and ideally, you know, you want to have the puck more. So that's where I think you can use that to kind of say, well, yeah, they got outplayed because they don't have the puck as much. But when they did have the puck, they made use of their opportunities. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's yeah. gonna end up that's end up being the biggest thing right now. Um, right. When you look at the Calgary game, it was relatively even, despite the fact that Calgary almost doubled the Sabers' shot total in that in that game. I think it, the final was like forty-eight to twenty-four in that one, but it was relatively the same thing. The Sabers had a better quality of shots that they took. A lot of Calgary shots were were like you were just saying; they're from the outside. They're they're low danger, they're mm-hmm. medium danger, and those are ones that you expect your goalie to make the save on. Whereas right. the Sabres, you know, it's the same thing in the Edmonton game. A lot of their best chances were in between the faceoff dots to below to below right up to the goal line. So, you know, they haven't changed how they play, and they're getting those their chances in in those prime scoring areas. Yeah. Before you move out from Calgary, that game when it first started, I thought it like right when Calgary scores off the bat. We're like, all right, this is going to be one of those games. You know, I'm not going to make it have to step too late. Right away, we tied up. Right away, we take a lead. And it was just yeah. like, wow. It was like this team, when it comes to things like that, which is I would, what we call maybe the intangibles, or there's, that's where they're different. Like, oh, okay, we got scored on our turn. Like, they don't let it bother them. I don't know if they'll keep up all season that way. They're not, of course, they're not going to win every game. Dali's not going to score a goal every game, maybe. Yeah. But no. it's just like, okay, how do they react? Um, afterwards, you know, it, you know, and it's going to be like, okay, if they get scored on first, then, you know, I can't remember who scored first. Did we score first against Edmonton? I can't, you know, Edmonton, we were up 2 nothing. I think Edmonton made 2-1, and that's where the, the, the flurry started coming. Right? So it's hard to remember these late games. Uh, but, yeah, I just like the way we react after that that Calgary game. I really started off first two minutes. I'm like, oh, they're going to, we're, we're getting, we're getting rolled tonight. And that's going to happen. West Coast trips, hey, it's fine. 
You know, I'm hoping for five points. I have a four-point trip, four-game trip here. Obviously, we're going to blow that away. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then on to Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, well, going back, you know, finishing up with the Calgary game, I mean, <laughs> well, excuse me. Um, <coughs> ooh, excuse me, man. <laughs> Don't um, die on me, man. The, I know. The... <laughs> The quality of the shots was almost was relatively even in that game too. I mean, when you look at the expected goals percentage, um, the Sabers are at fifty two percent, almost fifty three percent, despite being out, being doubled in the shot total. So, and then yeah, going into the Vancouver game too. I mean, uh, one quick one quick note. Something I heard about the games in Calgary and uh, Edmonton is I was shocked when I heard it, and I never went to look it up because I'm just gonna trust it, right? That Conry is the first Saber goaltender to have back-to-back 40 save victories. And I'm thinking, well, Hassock used to face a ton of shots. He must just never have won back-to-back games facing 40 shots, making 40 saves or something. So I never went to look it up, but I, I, I guess that must be true. But I would never have guessed that in a million years that Hassock never had back-to-back 40 save wins. So that was interesting. Yeah, that I, I was surprised at that too. Even even Miller as well. I mean, you yeah. you'd be you wouldn't have, if if that was a stat, you would have said, yeah, Miller did that a couple times. I'd be like, yeah, not surprising. Same thing with Hashik. It wouldn't have been, really wouldn't have been surprising. But this, yeah, that is surprising that Comrie is the one who gets that who gets that uh, stat, like who gets that accomplishment. I mean, but you go into the Vancouver game, and I thought in terms of the quality shots, um, I thought it was relatively an even game, and the numbers do kind of back that up. Vancouver did outshoot Buffalo in that game too, but once again, they're I mean, a better team. Yeah, we like, the it, it was. It's because of the sh- the quality. I mean, the expected goals percentage was around fifty one percent for the Sabers, so it's relatively even in that case. But one stat that really shoots out to me is the high danger chance is the high danger shot attempts, and the Sabers were at almost seventy percent in that one. They had, they had sixteen high danger chances, while Vancouver had seven the whole game. So right away, that's just that's just showing you that they're that the Sabres are putting up more quality chances in that one immediately. That's why it makes it look like, yeah, they they were the better team they outplayed them because their shot their shot quality has just been better than other teams. And you could argue that it, it was it, I mean it was basically that way in the Ottawa game as well. It was it was I, Florida what it really wasn't there, but they still were in it the whole way. And you know. That I think that's where it kind of feels like this is different because in years past, they will go down two nothing and the game's over. You're like, okay, I can turn it off. They're not going to win tonight. Not, not, you know, but this time, but this time, and we felt we're feeling this way last season too. They, they would go down, but you never felt like they were out of it. You felt like they could still come back in this one. Just they have the, the way they play, uh, it makes you think, you know what? They're down two nothing, but. They can come back. They can make this a game. It's not over. Um, it was the same way for the Bills for so long, too. They would go down by a couple scores, and you'd like, they're not coming back. But the Bills could go down by 21 at any point under with Josh Allen at quarterback, and you're, and you're thinking, Josh Allen can lead a comeback. They just did it yep. uh, to Baltimore a couple yep. weeks ago. Like, <laughs> And then yep. they, the Kansas City game was back and forth the whole way, and you just yep. you never felt – at no, there's no point where you ever feel like this team is out of it. Nope. Give so Josh the ball less. We should be able to win. Yeah. Um, and I was going to mention add. that. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. I was going to mention that uh, before we go, uh, the second the second part we'll talk. But uh, what do you th- I think the goaltending is a very, I'm very confident in our goaltending. 
I just feel like I feel very confident in their goaltending. What do you think? It's going to regress at some point. Um, Anderson, especially with Anderson. I mean, he's out of his mind, The his, his two games. I mean, he's allowed two goals in two games. And as a 41-year-old, that's not sustainable. But it's a, it's great to see. Um, out of him, you know, I'm a, I know I'm really focusing in on what Comrie's doing, and what I'm seeing out of Comrie is he's he's steady. He's not he doesn't he doesn't play like he's shook. He you know he right. keeps he's got great composure. He's very calm in the net. Uh, one thing I've no I've noticed too is he doesn't overcommit to plays. You know right. he knows he knows where he he looks like he knows where he is in the crease. And he's just he's trusting he's trusting his movements he's trusting his body to be able to make the right movement and be able to make the save and not have to over rely on reflexes to do it. Um, that was something that I think has plagued Sabres goalies in years past. It's, you know, you look at you look at some Robin Leonard highlights. Look at look at a lot look at a lot of the goals that he he allows. He just over commits on a shot and he completely leaves. And then there's a, a backdoor player coming in and they're just, they have an empty net every time and they're going to hit and players are going to hit those passes more often than not. And you got no chance when you're a goalie, if you overcommit like that. And it was something that plagued Linus Olmark for quite a while too. The same thing. He would, he had that tendency of just overcommitting and trying to cut down the angle on a shot and not trusting that he's going to, that his big body can, all he has to do is just, cover one good get to one angle and then he can make he can stop any shot from that from that angle and he but instead he would try to make it so like every shot that he takes he's trying to take it in the middle of his body instead of relying on catching it with his glove hand or using his blocker to make that save he's trying to catch everything in his chest and when you do and it's just and it's the same thing when you do that all the player has to do is just i'll just make that last second pass and you have and my my teammate has an open net every single time um yeah, Omar yeah. was at least better at he wasn't doing it a lot. Like Leonard was like, he's doing it all the time. Omar is he's doing it, but not, but not all the time, but you notice it that he's doing it. And then even UPL, same thing. Like UPL would do it sometimes, but then you see periods where he looks more composed. He looks more confident in the crease and he looks more like he's relying on his body. He's relying on his big body to make to make the save and then so far through three games i haven't seen that over commitment out of Comrie and the number and he's got the numbers to show it i mean at 5v5 he's got a 944 save percentage and his goal saved above expected is in pot is a 1.72 right now um he's and that, that's just at 5v5 if you look at all situations he's at a 2.7 and he's got 925 save percentage right now so you're i mean just from just from those right away, I mean, you're seeing quite similar numbers to what he was putting up last year when he was the backup at Winnipeg. So that's where I, I kind of get encouraged of, well, he's shown this before. Can he continue it or do it again over a bigger body of work work of games? That's right. good. That's been the ultimate question for Comrie. Um so well, I, yeah, I, because he never, I think, he never had to. Once he got like twenty games in NHL, so really, I mean, he only played twenty games last season, right? So, and that was the most he's ever played in his career, and he's twenty-seven so, now. Yeah. And so he's got to, you know, we're expecting him to play at least half the year. It's uh, now it's a matter 50, of yeah, probably fifty-five games. So I mean, I'm expecting <laughs> we'll minimum half the year, but yeah. after that, I don't know because it just you. you 
you you just don't know with especially when it comes to injuries and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if right. he can continue that pace and playoffs, yeah, <laughs> I mean, realist. I mean, he if he, I mean, yeah, if he continues this pace, like the sky's a limit for this team. Um, yes. I just that's gonna. I think ultimately the goaltending is where. And that's going to make or break the team this year. Um, We're also scoring goals. We're also scoring they are, goals. But they so. are. But but it helps when you're when you're getting when you're getting these saves. Yeah. And it keeps the play moving. It works in the Sabers' favor because then they can yeah. they get the puck back. They can reset. Uh, they can make that first pass out the zone. You know, guys like Darlene and Power who are fantastic at 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 that at creating space for themselves and their teammates to get to, you know, transition and go on the rush in the neutral zone and get into the opposing zone and be able to create more chances. And all that starts with just from getting a save. That's Um, right. Something we didn't get enough of. So, all right. They haven't been getting saves over the last few years. And so now they're starting to get saves and all of a sudden they're the winning games. Big surprise. So I, I, I don't, I think ultimately I don't think the goaltending is gonna, this is going to keep up this pace, but Get a lot of points early in the season and then if, don't have any long losing streaks. But as the season goes along, if they can get at the very least average goaltending, they'll be yeah. in contention. Absolutely they will. Absolutely. They they got they got decent goaltending during when during their hot streak last year. Like the goaltending wasn't great. Like even even despite how how well we liked Anderson playing last season like the goaltending overall wasn't even that great and they were still winning games because of it because that's all you don't need elite goaltending to win you just need your goalie to make one more save than the other goalie that's it that's all you need in today's day and age you know you don't your goalie doesn't need to be the best player on the ice so if they can at least maintain an average pace going forward i don't see how this team can't compete no, this should be right in. All right, we're at the halfway point. We're going to take our station break here for a second. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the kids on the block, the new kids on the block, the rookies, how they're doing. Uh, and we're going to talk about the piling up injuries on the defense and uh, how much more they can sustain. Again, our show tonight is brought to you by Dinosaur Barbecue and John and Mary Subs. We'll be back in one moment. Tonight's show is brought to you by John and Mary's, a Buffalo tradition for pizza, subs, and wings since 1952. From hoagies, subs, and wraps to traditional pizza and wings, John and Mary's menu is packed with old-time flavors and a few modern twists on classic recipes. You could cool down with Perry's ice cream or warm up with a cup of homemade soup. If you're not in the mood for pizza or wings, we have plenty of other options. Seafood platters, burritos, fresh salads, and more. There is something fresh and delicious for everyone at your table. Catering, online ordering, and delivery options available. Located in the heart of Buffalo's theater district, the Buffalo Dinosaur Barbecue occupies a former vault that stored movies for Universal International Pictures. Dinosaur Barbecue has been in Buffalo since 2014 and is located on 301 Franklin Street. Looking for a food stop after your day trip to Niagara Falls? Only 30 minutes away. All right, everybody, this is the Ranting Cast. Welcome back to the show. This is Howard Cosell. 
All right. Yeah, I was watching a video earlier of uh, Billy Crystal uh, doing Howard Cosell and, and a special for uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. It's called 15 Rounds. If you have a chance to look it up on YouTube, uh, Billy Crystal's 15 Rounds about Muhammad Ali, it's 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 really good. So I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it, yeah, look it up. I just caught it there today. God, I was on something that popped up. So I like Billy Crystal. And he was, it was just great. Um, yeah, Muhammad Ali's 15 rounds. It was, it was so when Muhammad was, uh, Ali was alive, but they talked about their friendship. But man, it was really good. But so the uh, rookies, you know, power, he's, he, I think he's been good. I think he's maybe not piling up points yet, but I think he's looked pretty steady. He'll get himself out of the play, but he catches right back up um, in the play. I, he's look, he's not looked out of place. Um, obviously, Paterka looks really good. Quinn seems to be struggling a little bit, but he look he actually looks good against Vancouver. He may not get points and goals. That'll come. I like, I know many people didn't. I like that he's playing with that close. So Gergerson, just to those are two guys that are plugs. They get that puck out to him. He might start putting some bucks in that. But so we'll talk. That's you know, and I think those are the two, three main kids. What do you, where are you, where are you on the kids? Start with power. All right, so I thought Power struggled a little bit the first two games, um, but these last three games, I thought he's been really good. I, I I agree. I think he's been steady. He's starting. He got. He's starting to get some points too. Um, he got a couple points, I believe, against it was either the Edmonton or Calgary. Game. I think he had two assists in that in them. Um, he got two on the year. Yep, first. Two but yeah, I mean he. But yeah, I mean he's been he's been steady. Um, I don't. You know, he's gonna go through some rookie pains. That that's that is to be expected, but. You know, you look at some. You look at some of the numbers. I'm on Evolve in hockey right now, looking at it. I mean, he's at a 2.48 expected goals for per sixty, at a, and then a 2.89 expected goals against for a rookie playing second pair, and he was supposed to be playing with uh, Yoki Haru, and now and now as playing with Abushkin, and then tonight he's going to be playing with Jacob Bryson. It looks like. I mean. He's already has three different D partners this year, and he's he's putting up fine numbers. It's not like I'm not going to harp on anything on what he's doing right now, especially being a 19 year old rookie rookie defenseman. It's hard, you know. It takes a while to adjust. It takes a while to really get acclaimed into the NHL and being a being professional and everything. So um, he's I think he's being deployed rightly. I, you know, I like how they're you know I like how they're giving him challenging matchups too to see how he reacts to them. Uh, so, you know, I expect, and I expect that to keep up, um, to go over the next guys. I'm, you know, uh, I'll go, I'll go with uh, Jack Quinn to, uh, next. I think he's, I think Quinn has struggled a lot. Um, he look, it looks like he's been, it looks like he's slower to adjust to the NHL speed. Uh, than I think maybe we thought it was than what it looked like in preseason, but and now with him, you know, being in and out of the lineup the last couple games with Krebs, you wonder is that even good for his development? Is, development, um, if they, you know, he's going to be in the lineup again tonight. And yeah, I, I do, I, but I will say I do like that he is with Gergensen and Akposo too. Give him a couple of veterans that can help him, you know, that can help pull him along and just help, you know, give be be a good guidance for him while while on the ice. And yeah, I mean, if Gergens is up, also get into the offensive zone and do some forechecking, they get the puck to Quinn, and he can make some offense happen. You know, they're they're gonna they're finally putting him on the second power play unit tonight too. So hopefully that builds some more confidence in his game as well. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I just they need to be out too much. I and then I think at the same time though, they need to find a way to get Krabs in the lineup too. Yeah. He's he's way too good of a player to be sitting out, sitting out. Um, whether that's 
Yeah, and I and I this, the funny thing is I don't want to take out Hinostroza as well. I think he's been really good too as well. I mean, he's been one of their best offensive players so far. He should have scored against uh, Vancouver, you know, yeah. and he, it just it puck just the puck took a bad bounce off the post. Um, and then JJ Paterka, I mean, he's been dynamite so far. He's been he's been great. He's he looks like he looks like a diamond in a rough. He really does. He he looks like he could be a mainstay in the top six for the next few years. Really, really yeah. does. Um, I, everyone was talking about power and got and veneers and maybe Shane Wright and oh, Buffalo and Seattle guys and potential and Quinn is being like Calder Calder uh, favorites. JJ Paterka has been a dark horse candidate, and if he keeps this play up, I think he's going to yeah. make a name for himself to win to potentially be in the Calder races too. Especially you know yeah. if he keeps putting up the points, I mean. It, it, it's it'll definitely be there. Yeah. You know, I'm not big on plus minus, but I think it's a team stat. But just looking at if people like number numbers, I mean, you have uh, he's out for Luano. Samuelson is a plus six in five games. Power is a plus four. Uh, we have one. Oh, we only have one defenseman who scored a goal this year. Do you name him? I wonder who it is. Oh, it's probably the yeah. one that's got five goals. Yeah, five games. Yep, he is, and he's only go. We only have eight goal scorers this year, and Thompson only has one. Cousins only has one. Uh, we have none from I mean, Gerson has two goals this year, but Tuck guys, six. That, yeah, Tuck has six. But then you have guys, you know, you have Olsen has four, I think, two on a goalie. Oh, yeah, four goals, boy, two on a goalie. Um, yeah. you get these guys going though, you know, Olsen starts going and we get Thompson going, and you know, and uh, Skinner, Skinner's none, and you, uh, he's had oh, he had lots of chances. He's, I mean, he should have had the one yeah. against Florida and he yeah. was robbed by night, yeah. I think that, uh, I think once he gets going, that's why I said when you talk about the goal thing in the previous segment, it only average goal time. We're going to score goals. You know, we're going to score yeah. goals. And I'm they not built, they about built that. a team that they're, they finally have a team that can score up and down in the lineup. Um, depth yes. scoring has been an issue for this team for years. And now with having all these young offensive players playing, you're going to get start getting more goals out of your second, third, and even your fourth line. And yeah, that's where it just always has come down to. Okay. You get, if you get that now, you just need stay. If you just get average goaltending while being a good offensive team, you're going to win a lot of games in this league. I mean, the extreme example is a team in our own division in the Maple Leafs. They're a team that got below at below average, even bad goaltending last season yet one of the best teams in the league, a top five team. They were second in the division and they're poised to essentially do it again this year. I mean, Matt Murray has been out is out on LTIR for them. And right now, Sam Sonovs are starting. He's been really good, but he's not going to keep up that the numbers that he's putting up right now, but that doesn't matter. All he has to do is be, is he doesn't even have to be like elite. He just has to be good enough. And the Leafs will score many score enough goals to win them so many games. And, potentially win the division um and the sabers are you know on that kind of track with yeah. with all the with the offensive talent they have i mean i look it at doesn't have to just stop this train doesn't have to all of a sudden just like well it ain't gonna keep up we don't know maybe it just will and we know it's trying to score a lot of goals maybe we have a team that just gonna score a lot of goals and maybe we'll get the uh, maybe goals have come back a little bit but that's okay i mean i don't think Harrison gonna carry 90 70 save percentage all year but if he's at 920 that's okay you know, if that's we get I mean, if he's nine, if he's nine twenty, that's a that's amazing. Exactly. Literally, and, that's a, like that's you know, Vesna caliber. Yeah, and he's that's, probably, thing, that's why know, I don't expect it because, like, right. I think you know, I think nine twenty goaltending wins you the Vesna. 
Yeah, let's go 915. Okay. Well, whatever. Let's be more Even, like I would say, how much he plays. Depends how much he if plays. you look at yeah, depending on how much he plays, I I would say average in my opinion, average goaltending in the NHL nowadays is around 910. That's average. Maybe even low, maybe even a little lower. Maybe like somewhere between 905 to 910 because you're looking at because you're looking at a lot of like above average goalies getting being in like the 915 range. Yeah. And you're looking at a lot of average a lot of averages being around the 910. I mean, 920 is our 920 guys around the 920 mark are the elite goalies nowadays. So yeah. you know, you can't ex- you can't expect that kind you can't expect that anymore, you know, unless you no. have that kind of guy. Like you don't right. we, we don't have a Vasilevsky or a Hellebuck or a Shashirkin or a Sorokin. Yeah. Alabuck's okay, but we got his backup. Maybe, maybe yeah, we got his backup. Goal. Who, you never know. Numbers wise, was better last. Was better yeah. than him last season. We'll see. And we yeah. deserve a good goaltender for a change. So <laughs> now, before we go on and talk about the injuries, before we wrap up and everything, we have uh, five and a half minutes to go here. All right. You ever go on Twitter and when people don't put a face or a picture, it's just that little gray dude in the Twitter their profile picture. You mean the like default? Yeah, with the default. Like, all right, listen, man. You go on Sabers.com, okay? And they have all the pictures of all the guys. And then they have the default Owen Power grade out dude, man. He's been, he was playing here last year. Come on, Sabers. Come on. You have a Labuskin. You have a Samuelson. You get in Quinn. I mean, come on. Power's played more games than Quinn in the NHL. I mean, That's right? Yeah, you had your power play last year. Get rid of the get on, Buffalo. Oh, yeah. better than that. You looking at that? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. I'm like, who? What? Oh. Oh, come on. Man, I, wonder if, I wonder if that's just like a bug. I don't know. Bugs me, though. That's for sure. Sorry. Uh, All right, so let's them. talk about so – we are getting injuries on the defensive front. Yeah. Uh, Samuelson, it, it sounds like it could be weeks. And that's too bad. You know, it's this guy, you know, yeah. he, well, that's, just, that's a shame, it's, hopefully. It sucks, but at the same time, it's relieving that it's not worse because it looked right. like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, from what from what I've read, I think uh, Chad Dedeminisus of Expected Buffalo, uh, you know, uh, mentioned something today. I think or yesterday, it's probably going to be at around a month. More than likely, he'll be out. Um, you know, with knee injuries, you just don't know. Um, at That's the why very you get least, a guy like I mean, yeah, and they, they, at least now we get to see Lawrence Pilot playing, and um, I would expect he's probably out. I think the month is probably looking at him at the minimum. He'll be out, and then anything longer than that, I mean, we'll have to wait for updates. Updates, and then yeah, Yoki Haru too. Um, he took, a, he took a puck in the face, yeah, so yeah. I mean, he probably, probably, I mean, he probably has either. I, I don't, I don't recall ever seeing anything of like what exactly is his injury. Is his nope, injury? They won't so, say it. upper body. We're guessing yeah. it's a face. So it's, but yeah, I mean, I don't remember where he got hit in the face, but I imagine it's probably either like a broken nose or a broken jaw. Right, right. We have to be. If it's a broken jaw, I mean, you're looking at him probably being out a similar length as, as Samuelson is, um, just because you gotta let the, you know, it takes a while to let that bone heal. If it's a broken nose, I mean, he might be back in a couple weeks. Right. Just depend- it, he, it, the thing I did, I, I do remember is he is after the Calgary game, he was sent back to Buffalo. I do right. know that. So that's at least that should at least give you an idea of okay how serious the injury is. Um, right. But if you know, maybe he comes back to Buffalo to rest up. I mean, he has like a he has he had like emergency surgery to fix what could probably could have been a broken nose or a broken jaw. Um, I don't like I said, I don't remember seeing anything on it personally. Um, they haven't said they, they just said it was upper body. They won't sell yeah, anything, they're not so. gonna. Yeah, 
but, I think uh, he probably wear one of those masks when he comes back, but they were saying something. They thought maybe where video show, it could be a broken, broken orbital bone, which that could be a long time. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're, if, if it's a broken jaw, he's probably out at least at minimum a month as well. Gotcha. So, so they're going to have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, Fitzgerald, he'll pop back in the lineup. You know, yeah, got... Fitzgerald will be in. You know, Pilot's going to be playing yeah. too yeah. a he lot. He called so... some other guy I never heard of. But yeah, Kill Clay. Um, yeah, he'll be seventh defenseman. Nothing to really worry right. about. He'll get in. He'll get in just to give a certain guy a break. Probably, right. you know, probably either Fitzgerald or Pilot. Certain yeah. nights, um, nothing really. Uh, need to worry about that. Uh, but now with tonight, I mean. You're looking at the decor now being Darlene's going to be back on the left side now. I don't like that at all. Because I mean, they had, I mean, they had to, they had to, uh, from what, uh, from what I see, they don't want to put Darlene and power together, which. Well, Bushkin shoots uh, left. No, he's a right shot. Oh, well. So it's Darlene Labushkin as the first pair power Bryson. And then it's probably gonna be, and then pilot and, uh, Fitzgerald like we know Darlene plays more middle anyway, so I don't think he'll notice it too much. But yeah, I don't think it's just I don't think it should affect him all all that much. I mean they're effective. I mean, effectively, they're giving him the right shot version of Samuelson. Right. Effectively. Yeah, I if you don't score gold set, I'm really mad. But um (laughs) (laughs) so all right, we got a minute here to go. So tonight we're playing the Seattle Seahawks. We are playing the Seattle Kraken. Yep. Cut. No, we're playing the Seattle Kraken, and we've never beaten them. We are own two, and they kind of throttled us both times last year. Uh, they give up a lot of goals. They are not a good team at all. I think Buffalo throttles them. This could be our first eight-goal game of the year. Um, I like our chances of winning. And then we come home Thursday. The week ahead, we'll, real quick, we got tonight Seattle, Thursday, Montreal. Saturday, we play Chicago. Thursday, home versus Montreal. That's going to be a sellout with all Canadians can come back now. Hopefully Sabre fans show up. I think the building will start getting more and more full as they keep winning. Mm-hmm. Chicago on Saturday. That's always a full house on Saturday. And then uh, next week we'll be back on Tuesday night because Monday is Halloween. Uh, and uh, we, we're going to have a guest from New Jersey. Our, uh, our name is Christy. Um, so she'll be in and we'll be getting that information out soon too. So we'll be back next Tuesday night at 7.30. And our normal nights will be at... Mondays at 7 30 or 8 o'clock. But, uh, and then we're going to be introducing a new co host that will be taking um, a bigger role with us soon. Uh, as I'm like, I've been trying to get more into the producing role, but I love these chats. It's just me and Frank hanging out. Uh, and we're going to get more guests uh, in a couple weeks. We're hoping to have Anthony from Expected Buffalo. Buffalo to come on. Um, and I'll, you know, and I'll have Frank and you guys have better much conversation because when it comes to this, this I'm like, what? But, uh, you know, <laughs> I was not good at algebra in school. All right. I don't know X2 factors of nothing. But, uh, you know, I know a ruler is 12 inches. And you know what happens when you give someone an inch? They think they're a ruler. Boom. All right. So, Frank, any final words here before we call tonight? Uh, I think we're, I think I'm good. I think, you know, I'm still, you know, we're call, I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic about the team until, you know, probably December, you know, I'm going to really start diving into the numbers once we get to November. Well, you know, once we really start getting into the November games, I'll really start, you know, looking at numbers and seeing what the trends are. Um, I still think, I still think it's too early to really say what this team is. Um, five games is not enough of a sample size for me, but at the same time, I'm still encouraged by, I'm encouraged by their play. I'm encouraged the fact that even when they're down, they're still going to be, they're still going to be in every game. You know, they had, 
no um i'm excited to see what see how much more Comrie can continue this pace and also too before we before we end it off i need to, i want to know your opinion what do you think of the reverse retro jersey i will buy one I like them a lot. I think I, I think, will buy one too. I think that should have, when they first came out back in the day, the black and red, I was all, oh, I was at the odd one. I thought it was cool. It, it lasted like, you know, a year or two. I'm like, man, I started really kind of missing the old. And then in 99, I go, well, if we win the cup, we never can go back. Uh, you know, I just, I think the emblems more, just the, the logo crest is more defined to show what it is, where the other goat head of the white buffalo was just never defined enough to tell really what it was and i think that kind of hurts what was hurting that one back then i think this one is i don't know i think this one's more defined am i wrong does it look exactly i think it's more defined I think it gets, um it looks like in terms of the in terms of the alternate one going back to the black one it looks pretty much the same but the i think the reverse retro one looks actually looked like it, it didn't it i don't think it looked as defined as it as it would as a on the black one at least but at the same time i personally have been asking for a goat head blue and gold jersey for years i've been wanting one for the longest time and now i finally get it i gotta take advantage and get and get one and the next one will be the buffalo bison's pepsi cap where it actually looks like a pepsi cap not the buffalo i, I will I love that to see that so would i heck I, you can still buy them but i want to see that that'd be great for like just some old timers gamers Boston or something. So, all right, that'll be it. Next Tuesday night we'll be back. I don't. Do Sabers play next Tuesday? Do they play? Next. Gotta, I don't even know the schedule. Um, uh, so they got Montreal Thursday, huh? Chicago Saturday, and then I think Detroit Monday. Okay, on Halloween. Oh, good. I mean, you won't play yeah, on Tuesday. We'll try not to do these mostly. Uh, we'll mostly do these on Mondays. But what's all we got on Tuesday? Yeah, Detroit Monday. So they're off next yeah. Tuesday. All right. All right. We're good to go, folks. Sabres are going to play uh, our boys up in Seattle tonight. The Seattle Kraken, formerly known as the Seattle Seahawks, on the show. And we'll see you next week. The part is over. And tomorrow.